0: Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 302, recorded on October 22nd, 2020. On tonight's episode, we talk about Fire Emblem, like old school Fire Emblem. Coming back to the Nintendo Switch this year. Insert eye roll here. The Nintendo Switch continues to dominate over 22 months in the form of MPD. Plus, lots of games got updates this week. Let's talk about all that and so much more. Jesse, cue the music.
1: Something happened to the music. I turned it down because someone's supposed to talk now.
2: Well, I,
3: I never heard it. Oh, it's coming through do, very squelched
1: on my. Do end. You do you, Justin? Do you hear the oh, music?
0: Oh, it's squeaky on my end too, but I can now hear it. But it's very quiet.
1: Well, yeah. But anyways, we're in the show, Marty
0: Estes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome to Nintendo Dads. It's October twenty second, twenty twenty, and we still can't record a freaking podcast.
0: In beta, still in beta. <laughs> 300 episodes
3: later, later, we're still in beta. Uh, guys, it is so good to see you guys tonight. We're going to break down a ton of Nintendo news that came out, including Nintendo shadow dropping news about a brand new old Fire Emblem game that apparently a lot of people are excited about, or something like that. Uh, but before we do that, uh, around the horn here, I want to hear how you guys are. Justin Masson, hey, how's it going, man?
0: Good. It's a great way north up here. We're already getting snow. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, doing all right. I'm excited to be here. It's been a, it's been a, a busy week in the world of Nintendo, but quiet. If that also makes any level of sense. Um, they've yeah. gone quiet the last like week and a half, two not, weeks, not a
3: lot of blockbuster announcements, but no,
0: things that are star things. Movie. I, here's what I did do though. I'm going to tell you, I did a lot of like update game, update game, update game software over the last like week. Um, so that's kind of been kind of been crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here and talk about some of this Nintendo news. Some other stuff I'm going to shake my head at and say why. And but business, Justin I'm, will have an answer for some I'm of these say, things. I'm
3: pretty sure I know what you're going to shake your head at. But All right. speaking of shaking your head and being exasperated, he's the one who always shakes his head and is exasperated at us. Jesse Waldack, how you doing?
1: Pretty good. So I don't know if you listen to Mega show, but uh, they normally spend their banter talking about how old they are and how things are smelling different or whatever i have my i'm getting older moment is that i got a new pair of glasses that are progressive and if you don't know what that means you probably know what the word as bifocal
0: Really? Because I was thinking you're a progressive kind of fella. So is that what they call them now? Progressive
1: lenses? Yeah. Because it isn't it it, it, it isn't just one prescription on top, one prescription on the bottom. There's a there is a middle ground where it kind of blends. And so basically, I you know the, the, the my old glasses are 100 percent far view prescription. The new ones, the top the top sections are, but then the bottom. You is pretty much like a twenty twenty slight magnification for close up reading. So I I pretty much oh. use these when I'm gaming on the couch with a handheld. Okay. Because I can't play I can't play the Switch with, with my old ones so on. But I still like will watch T V with them just fine. So this is this the new ones will let me do both without having to take the bottom off every time. Nice. So I thought uh, I'd share that little fact. piece of
3: news. Fun fact: Sixteen-year-old Marty had bifocals because my eyes are terrible. <laughs> now I wear contacts because they got better. Uh, See, I, I can't
1: better. do. I, I can't put eye drops in my eyes, much less a finger. <laughs> so.
3: Just jam I'm, yourself in the eye a few times. Meep, meep. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of better, let's talk about some news and other fun stuff. Hit the button. <music>
2: I hear guess it the that
3: sign? was the news.
0: No, that's that, it's. I'm sure on like I'm sure the people listening sounds absolutely brilliant. Uh, for us, it sounds like you're literally doing the sound effects at the bottom of the ocean under a boat yeah, inside of a tin can. If you're on
3: uh, Twitch or YouTube and you're you're watching us live, let us know. Is that coming through? Because it's
1: sounding really funky over here. Well, speaking if of, it's, if it's something crappy, then the whole show is probably crappy. If it's, if it's well, it was before
0: side. we started the sound effects. It
3: was before we ever hit the record button.
1: Uh, (laughs) All right. Antonio says it sounds good. So I guess we'll just go with it.
3: I trust Antonio. Uh, Antonio is one of our patrons over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, which means each and every week he brings the news to us.
1: There's a a segue for you. And you can
3: do the same by going over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and pledging your support for a dollar. Uh, it's, it's fantastic we have the best segues everyone's talking about the segues we have they're fantastic they're fabulous they're just they're, they're the best segues they've ever been oh segue-ed. boy oh boy there we go uh, $1 $5 $10 $30 a month you can go over and become a patron of the show and I'm going to shut up about it now go to patreon.com
1: backslash internet <laughs> you, as you don't shut up about it
3: <laughs> yeah, well now I am Let's talk about some news. Do it. Uh, we're gonna start out this week with our brand new segment this week in Nintendo. Uh, last week we got some great feedback from you guys that you did enjoy this segment of the show. And so what we wanted to do was well, Yeah, I
1: think I think the best feedback was we need to call it back in my day.
0: Back
1: and in we my need day. a bumper. And I I haven't had a chance to look for something like that. Get something that suggests old men on a porch.
2: Back, want, in, back in
1: my day. Right. I'll just save that. Yeah.
0: Back (laughs) in my day. We uh, didn't have the the internet. Yeah.
3: All our games came on the cartridge and they were all there when they were sold.
1: You had to blow on them. Yep. Although back in my day, they were on a five and a quarter inch floppy disk. (laughs)
3: I showed, I showed my kids a picture of a floppy disk the other day. And I was like, what do you think that is? They were like a notebook. (laughs) No, no, kids. That's not enough. What we're gonna do is we're gonna break down every um, every day, and we're just gonna kind of go by year about what happened. So we'll start with October 18th, and and like we did last week, we started on Sunday of the week, and we went through Saturday. So we're starting uh, Saturday. uh, I'm sorry, Sunday, October 18th in 1985. This one's huge. Uh, On October 18th, 1985, the Nintendo Entertainment System saw a limited release in North America. In other words, the console went into test markets around America, including cities such as New York and San Diego, to see how well it would perform. And, uh, you know, here we are all these years later. I think it did pretty well. Maybe. Yeah, it did okay.
1: We'll see. Uh, It's still in beta.
3: In uh, 2001, ET: The Extraterrestrial Digital Companion was released in North America for the Game Boy Color. If you don't know what this is, it's basically ET as a Tamagotchi. Don't I did not E.T. know that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a digital companion, like he would hang out with you. Uh, and then a little more recent, 2019 Ring Fit Adventure released worldwide. By the way, um, Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, we reported this week on our Twitter uh, Ring Fit Adventure has sold more copies than what, Breath okay. of the Wild.
1: Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild in Japan. In Japan.
3: In, in, in Japan, mm. Ring Fit Adventure has beaten Breath of the Wild. That's kind of amazing. It, it's, y'all, you know, well, at least we know where all the copies are, right? Well,
0: what's, you know, what's even more amazing. Is that sales number, despite the fact there was such a um, yeah a a shortage? I apologize during the early couple of months of the pandemic as well. So that number, in theory, excuse me, could be exponentially higher if the the supply chains were not um, pinched.
3: (laughs) Can you imagine what would have happened? Yeah, Uh, it's crazy to me that uh, that happened. Let's move to October nineteenth. Pokemon Yellow was released uh, in North America for the Game Boy in nineteen. Ninety-nine. Pokemon Yellow, of course, is the follow-up to Red, Blue, Red and Blue here, uh, and it is the one that lets you start with Pikachu, just like the show. And you can have a relationship with Pikachu, like you can talk to it, or you know, turn around and it'll make the Pikachu sounds on the Game Boy. Pika, pika, pika. It's it's pretty cool for the time. Pikachu. In two thousand one, Pokemon Stadium Two came out for the N sixty-four. Uh, And then in 2007, The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass was released in Europe for the DS. I think it came out around that same time uh, here as well, just maybe a few months off. But uh, have y'all ever ever played the Phantom
1: Hourglass, by the way? Yeah, Yeah. I played through it. Yeah, that was a great one, actually. I tried replaying it and couldn't do it, but I I played through the first time. Look, I know that people hate
3: on those because of the stylus controls, but seriously... That one and uh, Spirit
1: Tracks. Yeah, I know they're great. Yeah, the stylus controls don't bother me. It's the the dungeon format and having to go back into the same dungeon over and over again is what yeah. I didn't like.
0: I, I remember finishing, which which one came first? It would have been um,
1: Phantom Hourglass. Phantom
0: Hourglass. Oh, I remember finishing the Phantom Hourglass on the, on the DS and I was like, huh, man, I hope there's a sequel. And then, like, literally a month later, like, and we're introducing Spirit Tracks. And I was like, <laughs> I have amazing powers.
3: Yes. You you need to say that. You need to say that about a Waluigi coming to Smash. Uh, October 20th, 2008, Wii Music was released for North America on the Wii. Fun fact, my local Walmart still has a copy of Wii Music for $49.99. Wow. What? It's like the front of it is all like faded out and bleached. (laughs) And That's it's just, awesome. it's like, here's all the Switch games, and then there's a few 3DS games left, and there's this lone copy of Wii Music sitting there.
0: That's hilarious. And I keep
3: thinking some kid is going to get that for <laughs>
0: for Christmas. Yep. Here's this new Switch game I found for you. Isn't this what you uh, My
1: also, copy I actually won on a podcast, on a different podcast. Just, just so you guys know, if you've never seen it and you're listening, if you've never seen
3: the press conference where they announced oh, Wii my music,
0: God. Oh, guys, so
3: you owe it to yourself to go put that in your YouTube machine and see quite possibly. I know people talk about Nintendo being a little cringe sometimes, yeah. but it is quite possibly the most cringeworthy Nintendo moment yeah. in the company's
0: history. How at that point Nintendo is doing so well with the Wii and that came out and you're like, what?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you played it for five minutes and let it gather dust.
0: Also, just as an FYI, if you're a, a Patreon supporter, an Extra Life supporter, our giveaway prizes this year are Wii Music, just the game. That's it.
3: I, I actually <laughs> just all,
0: all copies. I'm
3: going that. to Walmart tomorrow, and I'm yeah. Someone's going to get this it.
0: amazingly faded. That's what we should do is our grand and prize see, giveaway: Wii the grand, Music.
3: The grand prize giveaway. Is two Kinder Surprise toys, a pack of cheese and a, crackers, and, <laughs> and, a and a Wii music. music.
0: Oh, yeah. this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah.
3: October 20th, 2017, Fire Emblem Warriors was released in North America and Europe for the Nintendo Switch. And guys, did y'all remember this came out on the 3DS? I yeah.
0: And it was also, it was a 3DS, it was a new 3DS exclusive, I believe. Yeah, it was one of the like, two. only two, two games. Um, I think the other one was Xeno, uh, Xenoblade. Xenoblade, wasn't it? Um, yeah i remember that um and there was a there was a big deal i remember and, and, and i mean this goes back a, w- a bit but this is when jesse zach and i were doing the show that like we had that conversation of like this is very interesting that it was such an exclusive uh, around that time so i
3: was on that episode too
0: i were you back then i came when, in before the three the Wii, yes
3: before the the uh before the switch was announced
0: I know, but like I, I the, three, the 3DS episode, because you're saying this came out on the Switch.
3: They both came out on the same day. Oh, really? Oh, well, sure. Yeah. Look at them. They idiot. both came okay. out on October 20th. Oh, okay. All right. 2017. No. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, October 21st, the only thing really uh, noteworthy that happened there was that the Game Boy Color was launched in Japan on nineteen <laughs> in 1998. Uh, I remember getting a Game Boy Color for Christmas the year it came out, and I had no clue they existed. And my parents bought it for me, and I remember the game they bought for me with it was Bomberman versus Wario.
1: Wow. Wow. That's a game I, I don't think I've ever cut. heard of. It. That is a, that it's, is a it's reference. It's like Bomberman
3: with Wario. Huh. Yeah, it exists. Uh, October 22nd, nothing of note happened in the West. It's all Japanese, and we're nothing. kind of skipping over some of those. But October 23rd, 1998, this is a really super important day. Super Mario Brothers Three is released in Japan for the Famicom. It would not come to the U.S. for an entire calendar year past that. That's crazy! Which is nuts. Um, also, uh, this one's for Chris Logel. Two thousand nine NHL Two K Ten was released in Europe for the Wii, and in twenty fifteen, The Legend of Zelda: Triforce Heroes was released for the three DS. Nintendo, if you're listening, let me give you let me let me just give you some words of wisdom here. Stop releasing multiplayer Zelda. Stop
0: it. <laughs> Triforce Heroes. Get some wasn't, help. Triforce Heroes wasn't a horrible idea. Like no. um, but as but it but it was it was it was hindered by Nintendo's belief in their online infrastructure. Um and that does not does not help them ever.
1: Yeah, and their lack um, of voice chat.
0: Oh yeah, like there's so many. Like I, I remember getting on a couple calls with that one. Uh, I think again, me and Zach, I think did an episode or a quick like phone call yeah, on that. You guys did. Um, and I think I and was,
1: was. I think I tried. I was with you on that. Yeah, it and was just I, like
0: a hot mess. I
1: tried playing it single player after that. and nope.
0: Yeah, yeah. So again, fundamentally, and the and idea the is great.
1: Oracle games were the three Zelda games I have not yet completed.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, See, you say cool. fundamentally the idea is great, and I just, like, the whole thing about Zelda is that it's supposed to be this, like, very lonely link against the world type adventure, and it turns it into an exercise of frustration, and I think it it really gets away from the heart of what the game's supposed to be.
0: But I guess, like, here's my thing, like, if you could imagine that nowadays with the Switch and having people over, and you're playing four-player Breath or four player Zelda co-op dungeon together, it becomes like overcooked with Zelda, right? And that sounds like an awesome amount of fun to me.
1: I I think that's your definition of awesome is different than mine. Oh, it definitely is. (laughs) I I think I think that sounds great for like another IP.
3: Like,
0: yeah, I make it its own thing. We should do one, uh, maybe like um, maybe a game, uh, maybe in the Metroid universe, maybe, but not be Metroid, but just be like you know these soldiers who run around.
1: Federation. Federation, Force. Oh, oh, you
0: mean it has been done? Oh my bad, I didn't realize. The that. Most <laughs> People in the chat are saying Four
1: Swords is good, and I agree with that.
3: Yeah, okay, well. it's kind of like there's a Kirby game too that came out uh, in the Game Boy Advance, or maybe it was in the DS era that where like you controlled a mob of Kirby Mass Attack,
2: really? and
3: then the Kirby and the Amazing Mirror is supposed to be played four player too, and it, oh, yeah, huh? No, hmm. gross. Um, Anyway, let's uh let's keep going here. Uh on October 24th, finishing up that week, uh we'll just mention this one 2014 Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2 are released in North America and Europe
1: for the Wii U. That's crazy. Yeah, and we were probably on like episode 3 at that point.
0: Probably. <laughs> that sounds about right.
1: You know what's crazy about that guys, you think back to that and Bayonetta 2
3: was a Wii U exclusive.
0: Yeah. My crazy point, my crazy thought about it is, where is Bayonetta 3? Nowhere. It's like, what is going on with that thing?
3: You know, and and this, this wasn't in our show notes, but I'll just, I think it's a good time to bring that up. Square Enix was quoted this week as saying that coronavirus, literally, this was their quote, halted all operations, like that we were unable to do anything. Yeah. During COVID-19. Now they're back up and running some, but y'all think about that—that that if that Square Enix, which is a super developer, uh, saying that how hard it what it is for other devs, and you know I'm not saying that that um, who is it that does banana is that platinum uh, platinum? They're not they're not. I'm not saying that they're small potatoes or anything, but if I'm just saying if like Square Enix is coming out and saying hey we struggled. Then I think that's indicative that. Well, I think smaller teams are probably
1: less. It's less of an issue for them than bigger teams.
0: Well, I do. I do wonder that. Like, I do wonder if like there's a you know the smaller the team potentially the more agile the ability to do things right. Like if you have a small development team of three or four people versus a mega corporation and the infrastructure that has to be put in place to do that versus like hey. Mark and Bob just worked down the street for me and we're just throwing stuff over Google Drive. Like, I don't like, land I, again. I'm wh- like, let's start with this. 100%. Making video games, super hard. I have never made one. I am only a connoisseur and an enthusiast. So don't come at me. But what I'm saying is that, like, there may be, like, I think smaller teams may have, may not have been as impacted. I remember speaking to the developers of What the Golf. And I said, how did it impact you guys? And he said, it impacted us a bit, but not overly, right? We're already kind of doing some virtual work. We're already able to kind of pivot. So, it wasn't a huge, huge deal. But I think like the Japanese culture specifically, and again, I may be wrong on this, when you think of something like Square Enix and Nintendo, I think the ability to work from home and and that kind of mentality, I think just isn't culturally there the same way as maybe North America is. So, I think some of those components, and especially when you think of also like, the concerns around leaks, right, and content getting out, and secure, you know, secure transfer files and stuff like that. You absolutely can kind of understand why I think some of those companies have been well and,
3: and it's like you notice when uh, Sakurai did the presentation for Steve, he was like, "I'm still at home." Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, you get you get to see my house again.
1: <laughs> yep,
3: and it was and it, he's kind of like saying uh, to me, it was almost like him, him saying. You know, we expected to be over this by now, or we expected to be back at work by now. And, uh, and he made, not. that wasn't the only illusion he made to, it. you know, it was like, usually like we get to play test this and uh we play smash every day for lunch yep. and, and stuff like that. So I think that it is a little farther reaching than uh, yep. we know. And speaking of smash.
0: Good segue. Man, you're on fire today. hey, uh,
3: I have my good days. Uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, of course about a week or so ago was updated to 9.0.0 introducing Steve and Minecraft World and lots of other things Uh, a new update has been published this week 9.0.1 this mainly was bug fixes and uh, animation fixes Mm. Uh, uh, basically what it fixed Steve and Alex uh, had some problems where they could clip through the stage floor but Steve also had a, um, a victory pose. A victory yeah. pose. I'm just to say this. I've, I've seen that victory pose come up on my own television, on my own Switch. And until someone on Twitter suggested it, <laughs> <from Joc-Docco, laughs> uh, I did not see what everyone was seeing. Yes. I think it's all in the mind, but... Yeah. Basically, it was, there was a victory pose that Steve did where he would eat steak and then he would hold it in a region of his body
1: that made it look. Well, he was just holding it at his waist, but the camera angle skewed it. Yeah. I mean,
3: like, if you've ever played Minecraft and you are, like, looking at somebody and they're holding a steak in the game, that's what it looks like. Yeah. It could be lifted straight from a Minecraft game, but the angle makes it look like his penis. Let's just say it. I mean, third just out there. We're all mold adults.
0: Just, third strongest mole just said some people need to get their minds out of the gutter. I'm a little like, but the unfortunate part of it is that the moment you see it, you can't unsee it. And uh, yeah, and, and I'm I'm actually a little bit shocked it actually got through QA. Um, I, I, that just seems like, I, I, and again, I I I don't do the job, but that one shocks me just a little bit for a company that's as conservative. Sometimes, but, of like, but I, but I, I can understand
1: say- how it got past QA because you know, the, the, the testers are usually given you know, you know models as reference, so they know what it looks like, they're given a list of things that it should do, and then they're trying to make it do things that it's not supposed to do, and those get fixed. So they saw this and they said. This is in the specs. It's good. It's yeah. Yeah. a good point. The model's yeah. on. Here's the thing I the pose say, is on. It's just a weird camera angle.
3: Hats yeah. off to Nintendo, though, for looking at it and saying, you know what? Yes, this could potentially be damaging. Uh, we don't yeah. want it to tarnish the image of A, us, Smash, Sakurai, Minecraft, Microsoft, whoever, right? and they just went ahead and removed it. Yeah. Now, is it on them? I don't think so. I think it's on people who see what they want to see, but sure, totally. My that's totally my opinion, and you can take it or leave it. But uh, it's out there. You can update mine is updated. Uh, let's let's just go down the list here. What else is updated? Fortnite updated and added ghosts.
0: Yeah. So yeah, there's a Fortnite update. The other the other actually really big one that I kind of wanted to sit in this pocket actually is Outer Worlds got a their their big patch. Um, so outer worlds came out in early june by private division and obsidian uh and one of the biggest feedbacks from it was that like the graphics uh were not well the render packs were not great Um, and i'm gonna be honest i picked it up i played it for about two to three hours and my opinion of it was like i like what's here but i know that this is this is not this is probably not what they want to be showing us this is not the image they have in their mind and they were very quick to say we do have a patch in the works uh, so, I actually just kind of shelved it and I said, I'm going to wait for this patch to come out. The patch came out this week, also, by the way. On the back end of the patch, they also said, by the way, we're having a big sale if you're interested in now picking up the game. So, if you haven't picked it up, you may want to pick it up now uh, digitally. Um, yeah, very Bottom convenient. line uh, Is the game playable now? It is playable now. yeah. And it was playable before, um, but uh, it just, it just, okay, it's better. It's better. Yeah. You can definitely see that. You can see the difference. You can see the the time and effort they put into it. As a matter of fact, this patch b- puts in about give or take about it's about a gig and a half actually of extra content or extra okay. rendering packages they put into. it. So there is some there is some meat to that as well. Um, what else is What else is some of the updates so we said? Mentioned Fortnite was in there. Uh, well, I guess we'd be remiss if we didn't say Pokemon, right? Pokemon, oh yeah, Pokemon DLC came add, out matter t- like an hour tundra. ago. Crown Tundra and, and came, you know, came I've out. I've already
3: seen people saying that they uh are really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently that there, there was this tweet going around about the opening animation when you first come in and you see the uh the uh the Galarian form of the bird, Zapdos and Articuno nice. and, and those, and it was they were saying it was really well done. Of course, I, I still haven't finished the 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 first one.
0: Yeah,
3: and I don't know that I'm going to. And here's the thing like I loved that. I loved sword and shield and I played the DLC and I just like the DLC did not grab me like the game did. Sure. Uh, and so I, I'm glad I have it. I could probably go back to it, but this is coming from a guy who still hasn't done the sword trials in breath of the wild. Well, like, that's fair. You know, like I just, I don't know. It's I'm the same way with board games as I am with video games, like the expansion hits. And unless I'm really super invested, yeah, uh, I don't, I'm not going to pick it up. Like I can't spend any more money. Like I'll, I'll probably buy it and it'll probably sit on my shelf or sit in sure. a digital rack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, did, didn't, did Rocket League get an update this week Rocket, as well? Yeah.
0: Rocket League got an update as well. And again, as I a, as a, yeah, remind people, Rocket League has gone free to play. So if you have not picked up Rocket League before, zero reason not for you to not pick up Rocket League. It's a hundred percent free to play. I'd highly recommend it. They're doing a Ghostbusters limited uh, mode. It's a lot of fun to jump in. So I would check that out. Uh, Spellbreak just had an update where they actually introduced a prologue and they did so they did a lot more fine tuning around that. Uh, so I would check out that. Uh, last week, Rogue Company had a big update that actually introduced Dr. Disrespect into the game as a playable arena and character mm-hmm. that you can purchase. Uh, so give or take what you think about that. Um, but yeah so and of course overwatch overwatch right now is having their halloween Uh, marty you and i talked about this two weeks ago having their halloween event as well so there is a ton of content i know uh, obviously you know i'm remiss if i didn't say apex is out there as well with their halloween events i think there's a lot of great content right right now i'm actually going to take a look at my switch and see if there's anything else that updated but a ton and ton of updates that have occurred over last week
3: uh, lost timber got a huge update this week yeah asphalt nine legends got a huge update last week
0: um, yeah. uh, boomerang food just got one
3: yeah there i mean there's a ton of stuff out there guys we can no longer say no one no one has the argument that nintendo switch does not have games to play
0: correct just saying they, they couldn't have, they, they i i'm gonna be honest with you it, it absolutely oh dauntless had another one as well um it absolutely blows my mind when i in a, in a great examples are our, our friends over at Nint, uh, Mega Dads. Right, uh, the amount of times I saw John and Adam say like, "Oh, I haven't turned my switch on for like nine months. There's nothing to play. Are you crazy?" But like, there's nothing that interests them.
3: Well, um, that's that, that's, and that's and that's thing. Nothing that interests me does not
1: equal nothing to play. Correct. And, yeah. and, and like the indie games that would interest them are probably on Game Pass, and that's how they're playing it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh. Oh. Also, Witcher had an update. Witcher huge three update for Witcher. Another uh, huge update there too. Uh, yeah. So
1: I think it went to
3: three point seven. Um, let's talk about this to Matt Piscatella, who is the executive director at games at the MPD group believes that the games in Mario 3d all-stars will be individually available post delisting next year. Now, Justin, that yep. sounds familiar, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I think this is, this is kind of a, uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that kind of makes sense. We talked about this a little bit before. Um,
1: Nintendo he pretty likes much made mon- the exact same prediction.
0: Yeah. Nintendo, like any company likes money. So the bundle that we talked about, that will be until the end of March or whatever that has, by the way, because it's a limited time edition bundle has skyrocketed sales, right? Uh, that's going to work. And then at the end of March, Come into April, they're going to unbundle it, and they're going to sell, sell them individually, and they're going to make a boat ton of money.
3: Do you really um, think that? Like, I just don't see that. Really? Like, I mean, the precedent is not there with other games. What are that the? They have a, bundled
0: together. Give me an example. It's not. They've no. Never give me an it. example of game they bundled together.
3: They, I, okay, so what you're what you're going to say is like that they would back in the day on Super Nintendo if they'd had the ability to to sell Super Mario All Stars for forty dollars or however much it was, sixty dollars, and then turn around and sell Mario One, Mario Two, Mario Three, Mario uh, Lost Levels, and then eventually they added Mario World into that package as well. You you think they would have done that?
0: So I, I, I think, don't I think they could have. I so here's the thing that I'm thinking. Let me ask you this. I think this is a really consumer-friendly move, actually, Marty, because instead of paying $60 for three games, I actually have two of them, and I don't really want the other ones. I just need to pay for one. You're actually capitalizing on the market of individuals who don't want all three games, right? Who just say, I never played Galaxy. I'll just pick up Galaxy. And to be very honest, I've already played 64. I've already played Galaxy. I probably would have just picked up Sunshine. Because you didn't do anything else different to them, so there's a whole audience of individuals who probably want the a la carte model. So why would, would you not,
3: not? I would not have picked up sixty four at all. Yeah, exactly. Have, so, I would so have, why, I would have, why not? I would have definitely gotten touched on. I definitely wouldn't have gotten would have gotten Galaxy. And and two, do you think this? Do you think that that means that the possibility of Super Mario Galaxy two coming to Switch is a reality, or could be a reality?
1: I think as a standalone. Definitely yeah, as a standalone. Standalone, already, I, I mean, funny. I think that I think some of the Yoshi move Yoshi modes might be difficult if you're not I, using. And, like I, and a joy, look,
3: I think that's why that, that wasn't in that in that bundle was because mm-hmm. Yoshi was so we
1: sensitive. Right. It'd be hard and to I play think, that with a touchscreen.
0: Uh, I want to answer the question. I want to answer the question here. Third strongest mole says, "Wouldn't they get? It, wouldn't they get in legal trouble? Suit, su- uh, suit from people who bought it because it was advertised as a limited release." Well, actually, that's really tough to say. I don't want to say. I'm not going to put on my. Here's the legal cap. Third strongest mole. But remember, what they're actually really saying is a limited release is the bundle. That's what they're yeah. saying is the, the
1: game called release. Super Mario 3D All. Exactly,
0: All Star. That's what they're saying. If you unbundle that and say, "Here is Super Mario 64," here is. Super Mario Galaxy, those are not what they're advertising as a li- as a limited release. Those are standalone games. It's the bundle that's a limited release. For so people may be
1: upset about that for that for that seemingly similar reason. But, but the, uh, the,
3: the uh, as a non lawyer,
1: I don't think that I don't think it's an issue.
3: The the, the layman's explanation of that is is they it, I don't think that they could do it because they're not going to call it Mario Three D All Star. Mario oh, no. 3D All-Stars as a bundle is gone but now you correct. can buy Super Mario Galaxy for an correct. Nintendo Switch
0: correct so you don't have a legal la- legal to stand on there right by uh, the way so-
3: I I just wanted to say this since we're in the in and around the topic of sales mhm if you don't believe the smash bump is real uh Minecraft is number 4 in the eShop again
1: wow
3: right and minecraft minecraft dungeons is yep. in the top 20 it's 16 i was ask you where that's at yeah. uh, no,
1: no, roger picked up minecraft for the first time just because it's it's in smash you guys know what the number two game
3: best-selling game on nintendo switch is right now this is no surprise to a ton of our community it's hades
0: oh yeah oh, which
3: is that's, that's, that's crazy to me it's so good killer queen black in
0: at number six i love seeing that well, Yeah, yeah and again so killer queen black at number six and here's the thing is i don't disagree that is an amazing game but you know what they're doing very well is they're understanding how to play this the switch eShop sales game yeah. reducing that thing down by like 90 percent, paying uh getting it on sale for like two dollars and that rockets it back up into the into the spot how many of us were like tweeting if you got it if you got two bucks you need to pick up this game absolutely right so um, it's, it's such a no brainer. We've seen a lot of developers do that. I, I put out a Twitter thread or I, tw- or I retweeted a Twitter thread, uh, about a week and a half ago, about a developer who, who did like 15 tweets about what he learned from being on the eShop, uh, running, running sales and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, uh, and again, you know, say what you will about stuff like Jules and the folks over at Renegade, not Renegade, uh, sorry, uh, Atui games, right? This is a great example. Their games go on sale a lot down to like 99 cents and they're easy to pick up. But that, but what happens is it bumps them right back up in that, into that eShop um, um, conversation. When you have so much content that's coming out every single week, 25 to 30 games to get lost at eShop is so easy. If you can drop a sale and it catches the right bump and it rockets you up to like a 15 and number 10 on the sales chart, you're going to have more exposure. You're going be more likely to make the money back. It's a little bit of just playing the optics and the analytics. So
3: Yeah. No, I I completely understand. I completely get that. And and let's talk one more thing about sales while we're here Mm -hmm. in the area. You mentioned it in the intro to the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, MPD Group was saying, uh, as of this month, Nintendo Switch has been the best-selling console in the United States for 22 solid months. 22 months. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who will probably try to explain this way. And they'll say things like, well, it's the end of Xbox One and PS4 lifecycle. Well, yeah, it is. But uh, on the other hand, my response to that would be, well, here's all these sales of Nintendo Switch that could have been those consoles, and they're not. Right? It's, I mean, you've got some overlap, I'm sure, already, but what would have been in the gap? Would have been, oh, I have a PS4. Well, instead of buying a Nintendo Switch, I'll buy an Xbox One. Or I've got an Xbox One. <laughs> instead of buying a Nintendo Switch I'll buy will P- buy a PS4 but the other thing is, is is just I think that it's important to look at here just y'all we're it was this week by the way and I hate that we missed this we didn't it wasn't in the notes we we should have mentioned it just this week uh th- 4 years ago was when we saw our mm. first commercial mm. or first glimpse at what Nintendo Switch would be it was the yeah. NX reveal yeah. right yeah. Uh, and it was like, that. it launches in March, and here's what was it does. the roof,
1: rooftop party, Karen? Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. That,
0: oh,
1: Karen.
3: Karen. Karen at the rooftop party, right? Uh, and so it was like the first look at, holy crap, Skyrim is on here. Like, yeah, going back and watching that video now is so surreal because yeah. it didn't give us any answers. It was like, mm-hmm. that's Skyrim. That's Mario Kart. You know, that's a brand yeah. new Mario. What's going on? And then by the end of 2017, we knew all of it. <laughs> and so it's just that since the reveal on that, Nintendo has been so good at being on brand, trying new things, but also supporting a very loyal base, and they just
0: yeah. been a juggernaut. And well, I think I think the I th- go ahead, Mark, Jesse. I apologize. Okay.
1: As, you know, I think I said really early on, like shortly after the Switch launch, that this is going to move more units just because you can have multiples in a house where you wouldn't have two or three. We use. But you'll definitely have three, four, or five switches, and yeah, yeah. and especially with funny you said we that have happened. four in our house. Right, and I had four in my house before the before the first year.
0: Yeah, well, and and here's here's a really interesting part about it. So twenty two months, so give or take, that's about what twenty two months back. So we're a year almost and two 10. years. Right, So we are just into January, I guess it would have been, right? Would have been January of 2019, coming hot off of December of 2018. 2018 was when we had Smash Brothers come out. Uh, and then shortly after that, and this is where things began to speed up, we, they began to introduce the Switch Lite, right? That became a real game, game, game seller and a game changer, right? Was when they introduced
1: yeah. the Lite. And then the Switch Lite um, 2, which boosted units as well.
0: Correct. And the other part of it as well is as we as early adopters get in like, oh my gosh, there's Breath of the Wild. And there's always it's always important to have games at launch to play. And Nintendo did that really well. But what Nintendo did incredibly well, and one of the reasons why 2020 as a Nintendo fans felt very disjarred is that they set up 2018, 2019, and 2020 really well for their games. You always had bangers, you always had something to play. And so, by if you look at the second year, second to third year life cycle of a console, this is actually when it's really got its legs under it, right? This is when there's a lot of games out there to choose from. There's a lot of different things. Popular franchises again. Think think Breath of the Wild. Think Mario Odyssey. Odyssey. Think Smash. Think Mario Kart Eight. Think Splatoon Two. Think like all these games you want. That, that, there is a, the, the libraries, the library has built it, right? Built to a really substantial yeah. level that, that early adopters are beyond that. And now it's the kind of casual gamer who's like, Oh, I was getting, waiting. Go
1: ahead, start Jesse. Getting better games because, you know, the two or three years into a, into a yep. new console, you have games built from the ground up for that console, not just, yep. Oh crap. This was supposed to be the, in this game, this is the most important
0: yeah and so it's so it's got it it's got its legs under it so then people are more likely to move or and what's happened is it is that the the, the franchise that they pull the trigger for has finally happened smash brothers is a great example right smash brothers people probably really wait for that that's the one i'm going to wait to get a nintendo switch in. bang and then they're in the market and then they just continue to move with it and they continue to go really fast that's why again for 2020 as, as nintendo fans now despite the fact that animal crossing has sold gangbusters right um uh, 3D All-Stars has sold incredibly well. They've had an okay year. Uh, the interesting thing will be going into November. And the reason, again, of course, as we've alluded to, is we have PlayStation 5 and Xbox with new consoles releasing. There are a couple things for us to be very aware of. Nintendo absolutely could actually still come out, come out of November still being the number one spot for 23 months in the year or 23 uh, year months in a row because of the fact we're actually dividing our fan base, right? We're having people who are either choosing one or the other. So it's not a direct barrage or attack on to kind of like one for one. It's one for two. So you actually begin to split your audience. PlayStation 5 may actually be the one that could actually break this and they could have a higher install base potentially or a higher sales rate. But uh, we also know the other thing we don't know for Nintendo that actually could boost them through November and still maintain that, that 23 kind of, months in a row is what are they doing for black friday we have not yet heard about any bundles that they're releasing they typically do kind of a black friday bundle where it's a game packaged in with a console you may see some lower sales prices you may see a, um, a switch light a new switch light being introduced as well again not a skew change but rather a uh, here's a new color, right, or something like that. So you may see a couple of those things. Nintendo hasn't shown their cards for November fully from a systems perspective. Uh, I think it'll be interesting uh, uh, to see what happens.
3: Yeah, I honestly, I think that Nintendo is going. To, I, I really believe this, y'all. There's going to be some kind of 2DS or 3DS bundle with games for Black Friday, as really? kind of like a stock clearer you know like yep. let's get rid of all these warehouses full of blank because as you've alluded to in the past Justin there is a mm-hmm. there's a absolutely ridiculously huge library of 3DS games that is already sitting out there for kids to play yep. and can you imagine them doing mm-hmm. a bundle for like $69 or $79 mm-hmm. And it coming with like Mario Kart and Animal Crossing or Mario Kart and, or maybe like Mario and Zelda or something yeah. like that. Call yeah. it like
1: it's a 3D Nintendo's Land and 540s.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chibi Robo and Mario.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of potential there for sure.
3: Uh, I don't, I just don't think that we're going to see, they, they've said, alluded to earlier in the year that there will be no price cut.
0: Yeah, and so, no, I think, I oh, definitely price- not. The bundle, the bundle. You don't need
3: a switch with a game at the yeah. two ninety nine and the one ninety nine yeah. price point. Yeah. I think this is the year for a. I think I think this is a year for a Nintendo Switch Lite plus game bundle.
0: Yeah, uh, actually, we've had the
3: Mario Kart bundle. You know, yeah. several years. Mm-hmm. This would be a great year to bundle that with Animal Crossing. I was yeah. thinking, on, I
0: was thinking on- on- the same thing. Yeah, Onyx Music in the chat just said, uh, "I'll tell you what—if they release a the Switch Lite bundle, we're getting two of them." Here's the thing: I've always—I have been shocked. So here's here's what you do: like this is all Nintendo needs to do to win November, and I don't mean to be a smartass. November first, press release, Animal Crossing, Nintendo Light Switch special edition, different skew, nice kind of teal, Animal Crossing pre-installed. You're done for $199. For 199, you are done. Yeah. Absolutely. You would you whip know, it apart. You know,
3: what else I'd love to see him do? Hmm. November one. This launch is on November 20th. Uh yeah. Sheikah Slate Nintendo Switch with uh, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Age of Calamity wow. installed. Yeah. With brand new Joy-Cons. You want to talk I, I'm talking about people going out and Going pre-order crazy. Yeah, yeah. How? Here's the thing. There's that new Fortnite uh, exclusive in the Nintendo Switch console, and it's only in Europe. Yep, and it looks awesome, and it has these brand new Joy-Con colors and the backplate and all that.
0: How they did not do, and it blows my mind. How did they not do a Mario All Stars 35 Light? Or console skew, or Joy Cons, or controller, look, look. like all of that.
3: We're about to get deep into that when we talk about this next game.
0: Yeah, we absolutely right, so will. That's a great look, segue.
3: You look, time boom, 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 boom. Let's go. So uh, today, Nintendo woke us up with the uh, with the shadow drop of Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, which is coming to Nintendo Switch on December fourth. Now, if you've never heard of this game. Uh, let's rewind and go back. I, I, I will say I'm not a Fire Emblem like fanboy at all, but I thought the way that they did this reveal trailer was fantastic by showcasing the history of the game. And so, the history of the game that they showcased is important here because in Smash Brothers Melee, Marth and Roy were added to the roster of Smash Brothers characters, confusing the heck out of tons of people because nobody knew who Marth and Roy or what Fire Emblem was. Now, they did follow it up with, uh, I believe it was Fire Emblem uh, Radiant Dawn or something, or Path of Radiance that came out for GameCube that year, but it still didn't have those characters. Marth and Roy were introduced in the very first Fire Emblem uh, game that ever came out on the NES in Japan only back in the day. It was on the Famicom. Uh, This is the Famicom game localized to English for the first time using original sprites, using original everything from the game. Now, there was a DS remake of this game that was uh, released in 2008 in Japan and Europe and in 2009 in North America and Australia, but this version of this game has never been available uh, stateside, and it is coming available December 4th, it is going to. It is not a Nintendo Switch online release at all. It is a standalone release that you have to buy on the eShop. pre is live right now
1: because this isn't just a ROM being emulated. This well, is. Yeah, they, this right. does actually have additional features that the original game didn't have, like speed up modes and things like that. Save states, bookmarks, uh, rewind,
3: all kinds of things. Uh, Five ninety nine is the cost of the digital version. But on December 4th, you can also, if you really, really love Fire Emblem, for $49.99, you can get the 30th anniversary edition that will be available that includes a download code for the game, a deluxe art book, a replica game pack art piece, a replica game box, which includes instruction booklet, protective sleeve, and world map, just like a NES game would have come with back in the day. Uh, also, a mini Nintendo Power retro collectible. I thought this that, was to me, was the most interesting pack-in, that they're pulling the Nintendo Power uh, name back out. And again, that's $50. It is, um, is I believe, able to be pre-ordered right now. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, it it's been, it's been be up pre-order. and sold out on Amazon a few times already today. Oh,
3: yeah. So, Justin, the reason I mentioned this, trailing your Mario 3D All-Stars, like, why did we not get a console, a thing, blah, 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 Is why in the crap does the original Fire Emblem game get all of this? And Mario All Stars was like, hey, we made Mario Sunshine widescreen. Here you go.
0: This is the biggest heads, one of the biggest head scratchers I have in relation to this, Marty. I don't actually have a good answer. Usually I can justify something. Uh, I don't have a good answer for this one because I think this is a great example of now here. So here's a couple of things I do like about this. What we've seen Nintendo do recently is kind of actually look at their back catalog and their history and actually pay it some pay it some dues. Now this game, as I recall, and Jesse, maybe you can verify because you actually have the Japanese eShop account, correct? This is yep. available currently on the Japanese eShop in yes. its current state. Yeah, however, it's in
1: the Famicom app.
0: Exactly, but it's not over to localization. So they did take the time and they understood it and are bringing it bringing it across the pond. This is the exact same idea, kind of as the other game they brought across in Japan recently, the um, Poyo, not Poyo game. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, Poyo Pond. They, but yeah, yeah, exactly. They brought that across. Now that one they didn't do any localization for. Um,
1: and same with Mario Super Picross.
0: Yeah, exactly. So so we're see- we're seeing them kind of look across, look at some of the stuff and bring it over and I think those are really great things and they're and they're and I think that also it's stuff like this, stuff like that Mario you know pick cross part that makes me think is there a possibility like Mother 3 could eventually come this way? Like they are looking at their old catalog, they're looking at things that weren't localized here. Oh. There's an opportunity to bring in. Now, this is a very interestingly weird move because I have two issues with it. One, Here's my good thing. I love the fact that you're identifying your old catalog. You're doing the localization right. You're bringing it across. And for those who are like super diehard fans, you have got like a, a mega pack for them. That's awesome. My, here's my problems with it. This should be part of the Nintendo Switch Online. Okay. Yes, I recognize that this is not a mod. This is not a drag and drop. There is actual localization and work done. Yes, and I pay you $25 a year. So you have some funds. You can figure that one out. Okay. Uh, Second, this is a limited run. This game is only available for three months digitally. So we can actually see that in the press release. They are saying it is limited time. Another limited run. Another limited time. Why are we so, saying it's limited time? Cause was there
1: happened. an expiration date on that? Because everything I saw there just says, okay, yeah. uh, I missed that.
0: Uh, very last, will we'll only be available to purchase until the end of the anniversary's 30th, or sorry, the franchise's 30th anniversary on the 31st of March, 2021.
1: Okay. Interestingly so, enough. I, I, I guess that date, just because everything else is expiring on that date. Can, can I take an aside here for yeah. just
3: a second? I, I wanna, I'm just going to reinforce what we've already said. Fire Emblem is dropping off March thirty first. Mario Game and Watch is dropping off March thirty first. All Stars is dropping off March thirty first. Something is happening March thirty first. Antonio suggested the same thing. Something is happening and it's big because they're ending (sighs) an awful lot of stuff.
0: Well, so here's the thirty five is gone
3: too. By the way,
0: yeah. Well, here's the challenge I have with it though. Do you know what March thirty first is? March 31st is the end of their fist, their their financial year.
1: Yeah, that's, again, that, right. that was my reply to Antonio. That's hundred
0: so percent it. So guess so, like so. Great example. There's a very specific reason that Animal Crossing was chosen for April 20th. All right, oh, sure, because it increased. Guess what's going to happen? Just as we're getting near the end of March. By the way, these will be coming off the eShop. These will be coming off the eShop. Reminder, reminder, reminder. And guess what? All of a sudden, when you believe that there is a lack of stock, what do you do? I will pull the trigger on that. I don't want to be the person who doesn't buy, buy, (laughs) buy. And so what's going to happen at the end of March is that Nintendo is going to get like a bam. And what they're doing, but what they're actually doing here is they're doing the Disney vault. You know, I mean, this is the Disney vault in every aspect. Get it now or Pocahontas goes in the back of the vault for seven years and you never know what's going to happen. But I do (laughs) want to think about it. Here's the interesting thing. Nintendo is looking more and more like they're understanding their IPs and celebrating those anniversaries. Mario 35, Fire Emblem 30. Next year, Metroid actually, I believe, has a 35th anniversary as well. So does Zelda. And so does Zelda. So is Nintendo becoming a little bit more aware of the nostalgia of their IPs and actually bringing them into into the fold? That's a very interesting perspective. Uh, I think if you're a big Fire Emblem fan – This is like awesome, and here's the thing: I'm not a big Fire Emblem fan. You all know I don't like Fire Emblem, but I was like 5.99. I'll probably pull the trigger on that. Why? I don't know. Here's the other reason why: because it's a limited edition. That's exactly why, and it doesn't logically make sense, but I'll probably do it.
1: Yeah, if I was a Fire Emblem player, I I, those replicas look nice, and I would buy the that just for the replicas for 50 bucks. Do not spend
3: 5.99 on
0: this.
1: No, I probably won't.
3: Do not. You're never going to play it. No. Listen, let let Marty speak some sense into your life for once. All right? Do not buy this. You're not going to play Woo! it. It's going to be like Fire Emblem Three Houses. Didn't you buy that? You never played it? I
0: did. It. No, uh, no, I didn't. No. I bought um the Fire Emblem on the 3DS and played five hours of it and said, no, too much yep. Too much talking. Way too much talking. Oh, not enough guess shooting.
3: What? Guess <sharp> what? This one is the super permadeath one. It's really hard. No. Don't buy it. Yeah. You're going to hate it, Probably. and you're going to come on the show and you're going to complain about Fire Emblem.
0: I already and, do. If I don't oh, complain I about do. Fire Emblem, I, I'm not. I'm not satisfying my my. Game.
3: I I could I could not
0: care less about this game. Chat uh, chat in YouTube and Twitch. Are you guys excited about this Fire Emblem game? Are you guys going to pick it up? Let me know in the chat. I want to know. I know that there are
3: some people who in our Discord were very excited about this game. Yes, um, John Blanco was one of them. I think uh, uh, Dan was excited about it. I just like—I don't know. Now, if they, like if they like, let me tell you what would make me excited. If, if like we're talking about Japanese games being imported over, if they did a—and I know this is never going to happen—but here it is. If they did a version of Super Mario Brothers Two that was the original Doki Doki Panic.
0: Yes. I, yes.
3: Ten bucks. Let's go. I, I just want to. I just want to have it, and I know that for some people that are doing Fire Emblem, that's what they're like. They like Fire Emblem, that's why they're going to buy this. Yes, this will be. I guarantee you, this will be a top ten game around the time it's released. It will be top ten on the downloads because it's it's Fire Emblem, it's nostalgia. What I where I have an issue, and we can get into this on another show because I think it's a big topic. It would take too long, but. I think Nintendo has been artificially manufacturing Fire Emblem's popularity
2: (laughs) for a while.
3: Like, I get it, but I think it all feeds into Fire Emblem Heroes, and Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile makes them a butt-ton of money, and so they're going to try to take that and translate it to console stuff. And so you've taken a a previously like a C-tier franchise, and you've elevated it to like S+.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fire, Fire Emblem over the last several years has got like a shot in the arm, right? I mean, we I mean, the, the, like how many Fire Emblem characters are in Smash? Come well, let's on. Think we, about all, this. we all made since, a joke
1: about that for like Since I've been on three, the show. The <laughs> Look, since I
3: since I've been on the show, we've gotten Fire Emblem uh Echoes on the 3DS. We've gotten Fire Emblem Warriors, we've gotten Fire Emblem Three Houses. Now we're getting this game. Uh, we've got Fire Emblem representation again in Smash. Um where's Metroid? That's,
2: that was exactly my name.
3: Like, next where's question. where's F Zero? Where's like some of these friends? I mean, like you Nintendo's got like where's Star Fox?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I know that yes, they got a game on the Wii, right? Metroid's or, right uh, here. Wii U. <laughs> Metroid got a game on the 3S. Who cares? Fire Emblem's gotten like four games and tons of representation in four years. Yeah. We're like, let's spread some love out to these other franchise. You know, you know another franchise, or just another character who's just getting cheated right now, is Wario. No, no WarioWare. And I, I challenge you to find people who did not like WarioWare Shake It for the week. <laughs> it was a fantastic platformer. We need more of that. The art style was fantastic. Played great. Come on. I see. But couple, no, no. What will happen is we'll get, we'll get more fire.
0: Yeah. I see a couple people in the chat here uh, again, guys. Also, thank you for being in our YouTube and Twitch chat. Greatly appreciate yeah. it. Uh, I see uh, Malik saying this game already was made for the 3ds. Um, UG 64, 10. Yeah, it's the cool. Difference is, get it at some point.
1: So the difference about the D this versus the DS game, this is $6. The DS game sells for like 120.
0: Yep. Yeah. David says, maybe get it, but won't get the collector's edition. And uh, Malik JC makes a great point. Fire Emblem is bigger than Metroid. Right. And I've made this argument before is you've got to go where the sales numbers are. And Fire Emblem absolutely makes bank. There's something about that franchise that just does really, really well. And Metroid traditionally yeah. hasn't. And, I and think so that's I'm a not, challenge. But I'm your belief is that they're it. making artificial uh, artificially. No, what,
3: you know, what, what I think is, is that it's hard to have popularity in a series when you only release a game every five or 10 years.
0: Antonio Contrario makes the most important point ever that like literally ends this conversation. And this is why I love him. He just says, we need more donkey Kong. <laughs> yep. 100%. He's my favorite Patreon person. Absolutely. You can't have favorite patrons. Shh, I just did. He's. Got- you can't. You, Boom, number you can't. Number one, can't number one, number one in my heart.
3: All right, let's move on before you stick your foot in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Uh, it's also revealed just in our notes this week. Um, Corpse Party Blood Covered Repeated Fear is an enhanced remake of Corpse Party Blood Covered for the 3DS. And this is coming to Nintendo Switch to be released later this year. Man, wouldn't that have been good if they could have had it out around Halloween? Because it's called Corpse Party.
1: Yeah, I, I've played I, I played the original version uh, that was originally released on the PSP. And uh, I, I liked it. I, I don't remember much about it. it was, it's been probably 10 years. But it's it's kind of like... Visual novel RPG-ish type of hybrid. dead people? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. But uh, I I plan on looking into this when it comes out.
3: Okay. Also, uh, Kirby Fighters 2 now has a demo. So if you've been hesitant about pulling the trigger on that game, you can go check that out. Uh, By the way, I noticed earlier when I was trolling around the, uh, the bestsellers list, Kirby Fighters 2 is on the bestsellers list. Or Switch right now, so somebody's playing it like I'm just saying,
1: like or at least it's, they bought it,
3: <laughs> yeah, or at least they bought it. Um, to end up our news here, a couple of Pokemon Go updates Mega Evolve Pokemon will remain at their mega state for eight hours now instead of only four. Trainers can hold up to 2000 of each in the mega energies instead of the original maximum of 999. And Mega Venusaur is appearing in raids more often until October 23rd when Mega Venusaur will no longer appear and be replaced with Mega Gengar. Additional ways to earn Mega Energy will be made available in future updates. And there have been AR mapping tasks released which ask players to
1: collect visual information about nearby gyms. gems. If, uh, it's in our notes. What, I, what yeah, this is my note. So I'm before. curious to know what they are going to do with this information.
0: The AR mapping has anyone yeah. done this thing yet? Like visual uh, uh,
1: visual uh, yeah. information about gyms. Yeah, That's you. you uh, I, I did one today. It, it asks you to take, like, like a, at least a fifteen second video of the gym, the the real life item that represents the gym, and uh, like walking around it as much as you can. I feel like they're going to try to build like a a real life yard like world of our real world based on gym information i don't know I don't know what they're gonna do one speculation is they might use it to like if say a gym is because is there because a statue is there but the statue has been taken down this will tell them that maybe that shouldn't be a gym anymore i <clears throat> it's either that or they're gonna use it
3: to ask you if you've registered to vote yet <laughs> Uh, They're just looking for voting polls. Uh, Also, starting tonight, so as of when you hear this, it will have already been going on for 24 hours. Galarian Ponyta and Galarian Farfetch'd are available in game, and Surfetch can be evolved by having a Galarian Farfetch'd as your buddy and making 10 excellent throws. So go get your Surfetched out there.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not happy about that because I'm lousy at getting excellent throws. So it'll probably take me a month. Before I can do it. I know people in my raid chat that already have it involved evolved. Okay. Like, okay, sure. Go. Thanks. I never was good at the excellent throws either. I just yeah, like I I, I, I need it, to I catch know. ten Whalemers <laughs> or yeah, Garantina yeah. that has a hitbox that slices the screen. There you go.
3: Uh <laughs> let's talk about some events, shall we? All right, guys, this coming Friday night, so tonight when you hear this, if you're listening on Friday, is the Dinner Table Show number 12 at 10.30 p.m. Eastern for all patrons on Discord. If you would like to be a part of this, you can shoot a message over to Tim. Uh, during this episode, the appetizer will be Retro Rewind, what we played this past month uh, and what we will be playing the coming month. Uh, I think the game was help. Demon Crest. It was Demon Crest, but you get to help decide what the uh, – November game is uh, joining the call. The main dish is going to be about balance. Uh, In other words, what do you do to find time for work, home and hobbies and side dishes are brought by the guests. Whatever you want to discuss, you bring it to the table and you get to bring your side dish. You can join the dinner table conversation. All you have to do is be a patron of the show at at least the dollar level, which is the opening level and be in our discord community. And you can join in because it records on Discord. All right. So all the audio comes in through Discord. And, and to do
0: that, all you would need to go is to go over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads or patreon.com search Nintendo Dads. And there you are.
3: That's right. You do a good job of that.
0: It's Thank good you. commercial. I, I appreciate, appreciate that.
3: Right. And also, we just talked about Pokemon Go, but the Halloween 2020 event is going on right now. It starts October 23rd, goes through November 3rd. Ghost-type Pokemon appear more often in the wild and will be hatching more frequently. Uh, Gengar and Sableye will be wearing costumes. Galarian Yamask will appear in Pokemon Go for the first time. And you can complete a special research event, a spooky message, which will help Professor Willow uncover the mysteries surrounding a Pokemon. Spiritomb will again be an encounter from the special research, with a chance to be shiny, and Darkrai will be featured in five-star raids. And then... You can complete Catch Mastery for the Ghost event Sunday, October 25th from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Drifloon will be appearing more often in the wild with a chance to be shiny. Exclusive timed research will be available. Complete event type, uh, complete event, exclusive field research to encounter ghost type Pokemon and earn Gengar Mega Energy. An extra XP can be earned when you catch a Pokemon with a curveball, nice, great, or excellent throws. There you go.
0: Guys? Hi. Yeah. You, I I would those are a lot of incredible events. We've talked about some Halloween events also, but Marty, Marty Estes, we would be very remiss, very remiss if we didn't talk about Extra Life 2020. That's a huge event. of events coming in two weeks. Because in two weeks from now, Marty, two weeks from now, two weeks, two so weeks,
3: fourteen days. Yeah. So let's talk about how this is going to work. All right. So you can head over right now to extra-life.org and search Nintendo Dads and you will find our team. Mm -hmm. We have a team goal of $3,500. You can donate to individuals in the team to help us reach that goal. Uh, And during that time, any donation that's made to anyone on our team will be entered in giveaways. And we're going to be giving away some pretty cool stuff. This year we partnered with PDP, uh, Mm -hmm. who is an accessory uh, producer for Nintendo Switch. They make controllers and cases and all kinds of stuff, and they are sending over a box Mm -hmm. full of goodies for us to give away. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, we are graciously providing a package of cheese crackers and a couple of (laughs) uh, Kinder Surprise toys (laughs) for
0: for, you for for
3: one lucky winner. Uh, And also on Marty's desk this week, Uh, An empty water bottle, Uh, we can can give one of those away as well, and a tape measure. Uh, No, no, no. Here's the really important thing. We need you to donate so that we reach our goals, so that we help sick kids. That is the number one reason we do Extra Life. And this year, for the first time, Extra Life begins on Friday morning at 8 a.m. with me. We will go 24 hours. Somewhere during that 24-hour period, Tim is going to join in, and our time is going to overlap, and Tim is going to go 24 hours, and then I will drop out, and somewhere along the line, Tim and Justin are going to overlap, and they will go 24 hours until Tim drops out and Justin finishes the stream. So what does this mean? Here's what we're saying to you. 48 hours of continual Nintendo dad streaming coming Uh, at
0: you. Tim is in the chat saying, no, no, no. He says, I come in on Sunday. It goes, it goes Marty, Marty, Justin, Justin, Tim, Tim.
3: Marty, Justin, Tim. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's late. Uh, It's it's been a long day. So here's the deal. Uh, I'll join. I'll start out on my own. There'll be a time where Justin and I overlap. Justin will have some time on his own. Then there'll be some time where he and Tim overlap, and then Tim will be on his own to finish out our 48-hour marathon extra life stream. Uh during that, here's some here's some things. During that time, we're going to be trying to play some community games with members of our community. And so we've we've made a list of some of these games. Hopefully, we're going to be playing with you guys. Overwatch, Fortnite, Jackbox, Mario Kart 8, Rocket League, Splatoon 2,
0: Apex Legends.
3: Well, we hope. We hope we're going to be playing Apex Legends. Someone hope. Smash, Animal Crossing. Uh, Tim and I are going to team up. Well, the original – actually, we're not. Tim and I were originally going to team up in in WWE 2K Battlegrounds uh, and run for the tag team title, but now that he's on Sunday, that's not going to happen. Uh, Others, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Snipper Clips, Overcooked 2, Minecraft, uh, Mario Maker 2, Castle Crashers. If there's a game you want to see us play – or force us to play, make a donation and we will work that in. But here's the deal. It is imperative that we need your help here from our community. Uh, We don't, you know, we ask you guys to sign up for the Patreon, uh, but we don't really, I think, ask you guys for a lot. uh, And we don't ever want to do that. We don't intend to like always be begging for stuff from you guys, but, uh, really, this money is not for us. It's never going to be for us. It's for kids like my daughter who was in LaBonner yep. uh Hospital. It's for kids who are in the hospitals everyone else are, are playing for. And that's why we do it. Uh, it's is really for these kids.
0: And I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to make a couple statements here. Uh, if you're a person who's like Patreon and you're like, I already subscribe and uh, you know, I already give you money uh, and I don't have that ability to budget on that and money's tight and I totally get that. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make an ask of you. I'm gonna ask you to to send that money over to Extra Life. Don't yeah. it's okay to miss it's okay not to subscribe to us for a month or two. If if you can send that money over to Extra Life, do that. That's where that money needs to go. So yeah, I highly, I highly suggest that. Here's the second part. Gentlemen, I, I think in our, our group of cohorts here, I think I'm kind of I I I don't wanna say I'm the CEO, I'm the director, I'm the boss, but I think we kind of get that right. Look at that feeling, right? (laughs) Okay, I like to make crazy, crazy decisions on the fly. Oh, boy. Are you ready for this? Is he tipping
1: over the tea table already?
0: right. Ladies and gentlemen, you donate to our Extra Life campaign, you're going to be entered in to win a Nintendo Switch Lite the Nintendo dads will be giving away a Nintendo switch Lite, and we will have that sent is. to you. So ladies and gentlemen, that is our promise. Every single donation, every single dollar, you will get an entry to win a Nintendo switch Lite. All right. And we will send that to you.
3: And also don't forget PDP stuff. Mm-hmm. Nintendo switch Lite. Mm-hmm. And every year we give away a free game.
0: Absolutely. We will give away free games. We will give away some, uh, Usually some swag if we get more stuff. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, we are making a very large effort uh, in this year. Marty is doing a fantastic job. Tim is doing a fantastic job. We are teaming up uh, and we want you to be a part of that. All right. So if you can, that would be yeah, a Nintendo dad voucher. Thank you, Tim. There's what, what I was looking for. God, I love that guy. He's, Nintendo so he's so good. He's so good. He's also panicking right now because I just said we're giving away a Nintendo Switch Lite and he's probably freaking out.
3: Right. So um. on our team right now. <laughs> Is myself, Justin, Tim, and Antonio Contronio. Yes,
0: Antonio. Uh, oh, man, I love him. That's why I love him. I love him for Donkey are, Kong. I love him have, for We have
3: Right life. now, we are at $604 raised already of $3,500. Yeah. And so, you, you know, this is like we're going beyond just, hey, donate during the show and Justin will take your shirt off. Um, it's possible. You know, that can happen. We are going to be talking a lot more about this in the coming weeks. And actually the show on November the 5th, the show on November 5th is actually our official extra life kickoff.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: and then streaming will begin the following morning at 8 a.m. Uh, we are working hard to make sure that it's going to be good. And we want you to come along and participate with us in helping kids have a better life. Seriously. It, it means a lot. Um, and I, just, I say this every year, but as a parent who had a kid in that situation, um, the care we received at the Children's Miracle Network Hospital was unparalleled. Uh, they took care of my kid, but they took care of us too. And so I really appreciate every donation.
0: Yeah, if there is something for this community to rally around, I think as parents, this is it. This is our, this is our thing. And we're so happy that you're part of this community and you can help us. And whether it's, whether you're able to make that donation or whether you're just able to join Marty, myself or Tim or Antonio on a late night, right? As we're tired, the eyes are dragging, popping in the chat being like, what's up? right? Whatever that is, we appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited about this. More uh, information will come up on our YouTube channels, on our social media feeds, the whole nine yards, ladies and gentlemen, extra life, 2020 Nintendo dads. We are going to beat the mega dads again for Always. five times in a row.
3: Yeah. Five times, five times <laughs> five time champ. Right. Woo! There it is. Uh, and usually uh, taking some feedback from last year's extra life, Uh, A lot of people were saying, you know, I would start on Thursday night with the podcast or before the podcast and go until the next night. And they were like, you know, because of that timing, we can't participate, we can't watch. So this year, starting at 8 a.m. and going all night into Saturday morning, I want to see some of you guys there. I want to play some games with you guys. It's going to be a great, great time. So, yeah, let's talk about what we've been playing. Do it. (laughs) Do it. Tim, who could not be on the show this week, sent over uh, his what we he's been playing. And I want to read this for you guys uh, here. He says, besides the usual, I played Mario Kart live home circuit video is on our YouTube channel. You can go over and check that out if you're still on the fence. He's also been playing the Red Lantern. Check out his video on the YouTube channel and more of Raji and ancient epic. This, he says this game surprises me more and more every time I play it. It's a good, less gory way to scratch that early days of God of War itch. He also downloaded the Kingdom Hearts Melody, a memory demo, and looking forward to checking it out. I'm super excited for the game. Uh, Justin, mm-hmm. we'll skip you. We'll go straight to Jesse here because you don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: looked. I just went just a I just, and I, I, just I just, I just haven't put it in the dock. I've got like well, three games to cover. You
3: get, you get skipped, uh, Jesse?
1: Right. What you been playing? Okay, I haven't been playing anything new, so this will go quick. I've been playing more Dragon Quest Seven. Uh, as I as I looked, remember last week, I looked at my last playthrough, and it was at 106 hours. So at this point, I'm almost at 40. So I'm like almost halfway through the game. <laughs> Uh, having fun with that. And then I'm playing, uh, Super Mario Brothers 35, uh, doing, doing at least the dailies every day, every day. And the us, you know, along with, you know, everyone in the Patreon and Discord, that's the word I'm looking for. Everyone in the Discord who's playing the monthly Mayhem are all kind of coming up with strategies and showing them together. It's kind of fun. We've learned a lot this, this last week. Like, the big question that was, I think the biggest question that was answered was, how does the XP work? I don't get it. We figured it out. It's literally the number of coins you've you've earned at the end of a game, you know, plus bonuses for rank, plus bonuses for winning, you know, turns into your XP. That's literally it. And then I've... I've Found out like the formula they used for the XP needed to get to the next level. That's good up until 99. I'm not sure what happens when you hit the star levels yet, because I haven't gotten that far myself. And then, like, probably the second biggest de- uh, discovery was if you play it starting a small Mario, your coins are doubled, no matter what you end up with. Huh. So that 1700 coin win I got a few weeks ago could have been 34 if I didn't start with a power up. So if you're still playing, don't start with a power up. You'll get more coins and you get more XP and get more levels faster. Well, there you go. (laughs) I wondered why my, uh, my leveling
3: had slowed down some because I was, I've started with a fire flower
1: most times. Right. And then even the, the 600 coins you can get every day just by completing the dailies, they count toward your XP. So that's 600 free XP for just doing those. Even if you get no coins in the rest of the game, you'll still can get those 600 coins.
3: Good deal. Justin, what have you been playing?
0: I have been playing a couple of games. Uh, So I have been playing, I actually have them here. Uh, I have been playing Rokai or Uh, that came out last week, um, and I, I have a Let's Play. It's going to be going up on Saturday for it. This is a click and what's cl- what click and how would you call it? A click and click. And, oh, Point my and God. Click? Point and click. Thank you. Point and click uh, game. I said this during my re- my commentary of it. This game is such a great example of video games are indeed art. And they make us feel something and there's an emotional trigger to it. And it's an incredible storytelling. It feels like a game that could have been done by Pixar or Disney. Um, Great graphics, fantastic uh, audio design, really cool UI design as well from a player's perspective. Um, Already like 40 minutes into it, like emotionally already connected with these characters. Really, really cool. I would check it out if you haven't, uh, or at least put it over into your, um, your kind of uh watch list uh the next one i'm gonna really this is my like if justin has a, like a, here's the one i'm gonna really highly recommend for you this week uh my highly recommend is scorch bringer scorch bringer that just scourge hit the- bringer scourge bringer scourge 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 bringer
3: scourge just
0: bringer. scourge bringer just hit the Nintendo Switch eShop this week this is a it- the best way to describe it was described before is like dead cells meets celeste and this game continues a ap- uh, pixelated roguelike and you're like oh my god these are all things i already hate uh, this game has the matches are super quick the levels are super quick this game is the game I have kept coming back to this entire week, every single day, uh, and been playing like 10, 15, 20 minutes of it. The matches are very short. It's a lot of fun. It's very quick. In some ways, there's, a, there's the phonetic craziness of like something like Blood Roots. But Marty, this is, this is totally in your alley, my friend. This is your language, 100%. It's awesome. I would highly recommend it. Very, very cool. That is my number one, number one pick that I think you should check out. The next one, I also say I did mention a couple of weeks ago, Forgone. This is also a roguelike, interestingly enough. However, it is a linear as opposed to a procedurally generated kind of going back. Um, very cool as well, uh, platformer. Um, again, very much inspired, a little bit like Dead Cells as well. But that one I really recommend as well. Forgone. That's super cool. Um, that would kind of be my second. Well, I guess I don't even know how I'd rank that recommendation because I'd also recommend Rokai. Um, the other game I've been playing as well is uh, Hyper Brawl Tournament. This game came out this week. This is a game that was on my radar. And I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm very disappointed in it, unfortunately. <sighs> um, I It's kind of like Ultimate Dodgeball is kind of what they're going for with kind of a, trying to be a little bit of Rocket League. And it was designed originally for mobile and is actually on, I think, the Apple Arcade store or Apple Arcade. I think it's been there for like a year, maybe. It definitely feels like a game that was kind of mobilely ported over. Graphics don't sound great. The audio is very irritating. Like they have an announcer who actually just says the same thing on repeat uh, a lot of times. They have a lot of interfaces to it. They've taken a lot of the like, hey, you know, you can customize your character, your weapon, your emotes, your... Like they they have they have a lot of those kind of characteristics of something like a Fortnite, um, to kind of get you into it, um, and even a little bit of Overwatch. But unfortunately, just the actual infrastructure of the game is is not a lot of fun. Um, I, I it was all right. Um, I don't think I could recommend it as it stands currently. If you want to take a look, you can. I've got a let's play on that one as well. I just and the other part of it is for a game that's like called Hyper Brawl, which is moving really fast. At least what you get from it. The characters are really, really slow. Um, and, and so it, the matches are short. They're like 90-second matches, but uh, yeah, it just, uh, just did not did not land with me. So again, my recommendations for you are Scourgebringer, Rokai, and Four Gone would be the three that I would highly recommend. Any three of those has the Justin Masson, two thumbs up, thumbs of approval. Um, Hyper Brawl Tournament, I would say probably at this point maybe is a miss.
1: At least I'm the not the only one who gets disappointed in the games they play.
0: <laughs> no, and and that was the thing is is as, as I as I was looking forward to it, we were, got a code. It looked great. I was excited for it. Um, it just didn't land the way I wanted it to. And it may be a game that if they do some patches in the coming months and they do some updates on it, it may get up there. Um, but it just didn't um, didn't 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 scratch my itch. I'm, I'll come back to it and play it some more this week just to make sure it wasn't me. But from what I have played of it, my experience base and everything else I'm playing. It's, it's not enough for me to go back to.
3: Okay. So uh, I've been continuing to dive into Fortnite and Animal Crossing. There's not a whole lot to say there other than I just, that's like my gaming comfort food right now. Uh, Animal Crossing every day. Animal Crossing to check spooky furniture and water pumpkins and harvest pumpkins and get ready for Halloween night, Fortnite to continually leveling up to level 100 I'm at level eighty-eight now, and that growth has kind of been stunted by the Fortnite nightmares update that just came out. It's really hard to get XP right now uh, in that uh, because if you die and you're a ghost and you finish the game and get a nightmare Royale, you really don't get any XP for that. So, uh, but and it sucks because like you're trying to go around and do challenges, but people are dying and they're turning into ghosts and like if they sit still, they disappear and you don't know they're there until they come up and then they can hunt you down and see you on the map. It's just, I hope it's over soon. Like I know there's a whole nother month. Like I know that ends November 30th, but I'd like to go ahead and kind of like, I'd like to put a button on it and like put it down for a couple of weeks before the new season comes out. I feel like I have to rush to, to start it all over again. Um, I've also been playing Falcon Age, which is a game we got a review code for. Uh, This game originally came out on the PSVR, uh, where you control, uh, you're you're set in kind of like a weird sci-fi setting where you you start the game and you're in prison. Uh, For some reason, you don't know why, you're on this backwater world being forced to work, and you befriend a bird, and the bird begins to help you, and you begin to train the bird to do different things. And pretty soon you're breaking out of prison and the bird is helping you attack things and escape. And it's kind of charming.
1: Like it's it's really good. Sounds like Pikmin, but one animal and life size.
3: (laughs) Right. And it's, and it's all first person. So like you can see your weapon and you can see the bird who sits on your arm and you can command it to do different things. Like you can interact with it and feed it and do all kinds of things. It's a pretty cute bird. Uh, little charming art style. I need to put some more time into it. I got to like the first big kind of moment in it, in the video. And you can go over there and check that out in, uh, on YouTube, uh, Falcon ages. It's out now, but I've also been playing a game. I think I could talk about this game because by the time you hear this on the podcast, it'll already be out. And that is transformers battlegrounds, which, uh, is being released from coat Sync. Uh, and, uh, outright games. Now, you guys may remember uh, code sync Games uh, is, uh, they have released another title on uh, Nintendo Switch. Uh, actually, Game beast they're responsible for Game Beasts on the PS4, uh, but they've got Cake Bash coming out later on this year uh, and Kingdom Two Crowns. They were responsible for that port and also Fogs which we've kind of got our eye on and it was supposed to come out already this year, but it got pushed back due to COVID. Uh, But this is a licensed game. Of course Uh, it is following the adventures of the transformers as seen in cyberverse, which is the new show that's on right now, I believe on Cartoon Network. You can also watch it on YouTube. Um, It is a top down tactical strategy game, which surprised me. I thought it was going to be kind of like a beat em up or a, You know, like you could drive around and transform and beat people up and then turn into a car and keep going. Kind of like Transformers games have been in the past, but this actually is more Fire Emblem. It's more um, Codename Steam. Each member of your team has different abilities and different things they can do, and you can unlock them and equip them to do different things later on. And it all just comes across in this really nicely produced package. Um, Cyberverse has been, for fans of Transformers, has been kind of Callback to the original Generation One uh, Transformers show that we grew up with in the '80s, uh, especially in way, some of the ways the characters are are voiced and and their mannerisms and things, while also introducing new characters and doing a pretty good job of that. And I I had a lot of fun with this game. Uh, I plan on playing it all the way through. I don't um, I don't see why anybody wouldn't. <laughs> Uh, I, but here's the thing, too, is like, I think you got to be a, a big Transformers fan. Like, I don't think anybody's just going to pick it up and be like, oh, Transformers. Uh, I think it's going to appeal to a certain subset of people. Uh, but I do love what well, I do love. And this is kind of a parenting thing here. I love that it is um, it's accessible enough that kids can play it, but it also has some meat to it. So adults won't get bored later on. I mean, first, when you first pick it up, it's very rudimentary. But it does have some strategy like pairing up with Overwatch and uh, cover that can explode or cause you to take damage, but you can push it around and
1: uh, use different um, so specials. How similar is the gameplay to Mario and Rabbits?
3: Uh, you know, actually, I would say it's pretty similar.
1: Okay, um, great question. That's, that's a plus. E-
3: each some transformer of- that you control gets three energy. Uh, and that energy can either be spent for movement or attacking. You can only attack once per turn, but you can move twice if you need to, Uh, but, or you can put all of that energy into an attack. And if you have any unspent energy, you can use it to charge up your ultimate meter, uh, which will then give you an extra turn during your, you know, like you can use Bumblebee twice or you can use Windblade twice. twice. Uh, wants to do their ultimate and wants to do the attack. But yeah, that's a great comparison. It, uh, I mean, it, it uses cover and the map. You can rotate it 3D. So yeah, it's I, I, Jesse. That's a great question. I'm, for people who've out there who like Mario and Rabbids, you may like this game.
1: Yeah, because I've I've, I've traditionally not liked tr- strategy games, but I like Mario and Rabbids.
3: Yeah, uh, and there's a lot like like I'm I'm glad you asked that too because talking about the environmental attacks, like Windblade is a jet that has these turbines uh, on wings when she's a robot. And she can use those to push enemies away and into buildings or into cars. And the cars will explode and do extra damage. And so you can kind of like combo your attacks that way. It's really cool. Uh, So that's out now. If you're listening to us audio, if you're on YouTube, uh, wait till tomorrow. It'll be available then. That's what we've been playing. Let's turn on the community spotlight for just a moment. (music) So before we get into our questions, let me take just a moment to uh, go aside here. Uh, As the person who is mostly responsible for Patreon uh, for (laughs) our show, uh, I want to make a confession here and an admission. We don't do a really good job of a couple of things. And one of those is uh, we give away some Patreon rewards uh, to our patrons uh, we draw every month and give away $25 in eShop credit. We've not done that since July, and that's our bad. And we we apologize for that. I, I apologize for that. I need to stay more on top of that. But we have drawn for August and September and will soon be drawing for October. And so uh, we wanted to congratulate Ben Courtlever and Hotaru, two patrons who will be receiving this week. $25 eShop cards courtesy of the Nintendo Dads. And we want to say thank you for your patronage. Thanks for supporting us. We love you guys. Sorry it's late. Uh, and, you know, this is just in time you can pick up Pikmin or something like that coming down the pike or maybe even that Transformers game or just use it for some v knows?
0: How, how did they get entered, Marty?
3: They were literally just patrons of the show.
0: What? At the dollar level, they were able to get entered for this giveaway?
3: That's right. (laughs) That's crazy. It is crazy. And you're crazy if you don't go over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where you too can win a future $25 eShop card.
1: Or Justin's just crazy. So
3: Ben and Hotar, if you guys uh, will contact us uh, and let us know, uh, you know, one of the things that we need to know is we do have international fans. We need to know what region your card needs to be for. So please send us a message over on Patreon. We'll try to reach out to you, uh, and we'll get that con, uh, that uh, eShop credit over to you. Question time. Do it. Question time. This question comes from John Zablonk, and he says this. What makes a Game of the Year contender a Game of the Year for you? What does a game have to do to get your top spot? Ooh, good mm. question.
0: That's gonna tough questions. I think for I think for me, there's a couple things there. I think it has to stay with me, and so what I mean by that is is it, it kind of like whether it's the gameplay, whether it's the loop, whether it's the story, something has to have like resided, has found. Found a connection with me. Um, I think the other parts of it is is also just fun, right? Um, what's my memory associated with it, um, and the and the gameplay, the gameplay loop.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's more or less my answer as well. You know, it's just if if it catches my attention, keeps my attention throughout the whole game, and uh, you know, just sh- simple, if it just doesn't piss me off. <laughs> You no, know, there's very few games. Surprisingly, for me, meet those criteria. Like this year is probably only three or four games that so I can think of. I'll have to go, but you know, I'll have to go back and see. You know, I I do this every year when we do Game of the Year. I literally have to go back to my show notes and see what I played to then figure out what I liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I play a lot of things that aren't released this year, so I don't count those. Like, like I said you know I played eight Dragon Quest games this year <laughs> I think for, for me it was exactly what Justin said
3: uh, if a game sticks with me and I don't want to stop playing it or I want to continue to delve into it and like get at least close to 100% it's a game of the year uh, For me that was you know I know uh, it, 2017 it was it was a tough question. Because you had both Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild in the same year. Uh for me I had to give the edge there to Mario because I'm more of a Mario fan, but I can't sit back and say that game you know the Game of the Year was not Breath of the Wild. It was both. And I know you can't have both, but if we can if look 11 if we out can of 10. score a game eleven out of ten, then <laughs> you can have two games of the year. <laughs> right, Justin? Mm-hmm.
0: Darn right you can. Darn right. <laughs>
3: I think I think it's it's like even if it's a short experience, if the experience if the experience causes me to come back over and over and over and over again, then that is a contender for game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Solo something, gives some feedback. Instead, before before he 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 asked for a sound effect, so go ahead and play this. Hotch. There it is. He said I think the show is well constructed around a highly intellectual debate over games that vary from mundane to riveting. I cannot help the fact that since most of its hosts have beards, that while watching, I am constantly reminded of my philosophy professor's lecture of the fallacy of the beard. Please note that this fallacy by no means reflects upon the show's quality or implies any hidden meaning. Further I would like to express my sincere gratitude for the effort that each host sacrifices weekly from their roles-slash-duties of their respective homes-slash-careers. But fear, such words may come, come across as a simple platitude. Thus, I instead show support as a patron of the show to illustrate my words in action to ameliorate any thoughts of me being a dilettante of a listener or a podcast subscriber.
1: <laughs> to that we say... Thank you. And I think we have our show title. I think so. Dilaton of a
3: subscriber.
1: No, I Fallacy we... of the Beard. Oh, ah, yeah, fallacy
3: sure. Look at Hey, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Go. Good job. Good job. Uh, Jesus Amadas says this I'm a pretty big Fire Emblem fan, but re releasing and translating an old Fire Emblem game again with hardly any updates. I feel like the DS version was better, yet still difficult to get used to after the amazing GBA games. I'm more interested in the fact that Nintendo has been reigning in the home console area and has sold consistently for almost two years straight. What a time to ride the wave. He asked these two questions. Can the next Nintendo console be similar or better, or will we see another dip in a Nintendo home console? Then he asks: will Nintendo try for a more mobile console than the Switch a la Switch Lite, or will the Switch Pro be the new home console? Have a great show. Mm. Here's I my think, two cents on this. Yeah, go ahead. I don't think that Nintendo can ever go back from a hybrid model. I think it's proved too popular. I think it's. I, I think it has shown uh, the best of gaming in both worlds, both home and abroad, or mobile. Uh, and I think it's. I almost think it would be almost um, company suicide. <laughs> <laughs> to go back at this point. Yeah. Uh, I think there are going to have to address the power issues eventually uh, and the battery life issue. I'm willing. I, I will stand sit here and tell you, I am willing to pay uh, Xbox One X uh, or Series X PS5 prices for a mobile device that switches back and forth. I'm willing to pay for those upgrades. And I think a lot of us would be, too. Uh, but I, I just don't see a path back to one or the other.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with I, you. I think the base model will always be a hybrid from here on out, and likely similar to like iPhones, where it, you you can choose to upgrade or not, and the games will still work. Just may work better in the new ones. Eventually, there'll have to be some uh, deprecation going on, but you know, that we're talking like you know four or five years out. Uh, or more, probably more than that, but uh, I I think a version that is like basically dock only is not out of the question. It just won't be the primary item. It'll be probably the higher end, higher tier item, similar to how the light is the low end item.
0: Yeah, it's the same idea as like you can get the iPad, the iPad Mini, or the iPad Pro. Which of these would you prefer?
1: Right. And they have like four, four different flavors of iPhone 12s. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah exa- exactly. And, it, and it's all, and they all still do this kind of the same thing. Right. Um, with, with just some, some slight tweaks. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't think that they're, I don't think they'll adjust. Uh, they'll go back to a handheld and, and home console. I think it will always be this kind of hybrid model for them. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, Richard Escobar, hey team, really like the Nintendo timeline, keep it up. Maybe calling it back in my day with an old person's voice. How did that go, Justin?
2: Back, back in my day, <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice, uh, nice crazy eyes there at the end. Thank you, thank you. I uh, enjoy that. Uh, Shannon Inno says, What is the first Nintendo game that you can remember falling in love with? and that cemented your love for Nintendo video games. For me, it was the original Legend of Zelda. I played it at a cousin's house soon after it came out and couldn't put it down. It was the most amazing game I had ever played. It caused me to beg my parents relentlessly for an NES, which I finally got that Christmas. Sorry if you've all talked about it before. I'm pretty new to the podcast. Love the show and the Discord group. Keep up the good work. Shannon, welcome.
0: Welcome, indeed.
3: And and listen, no question. No question is ever too old. If we've covered it... We'll cover it again.
0: Darn right.
3: For me, uh, uh, Mario, Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Never seen anything like it. I played, uh, my arcade experience was like millipede and speed and like maybe Donkey Kong. I, maybe I played Donkey Kong. Mainly it was like whatever was up front at the big lots while my parents were checking out.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and right. If I could bum a quarter off of them. But then I went over to my friend Jason's house, and he had Rad Racer and Super Mario Brothers. And Rad Racer was okay, but Mario Brothers? Oh, yeah. I needed that.
0: I think think Super Mario got me in, but Super Mario 3 is what locked me in.
3: Okay. If
0: that makes sense. That was the first one that I distinctly remember. I was like, oh, yeah. No, no Mario two. Uh, Mario, a- Mario Mario two had had me in, but there was just different different thing to it. Um, but I think I, I think Mario three was the thing that really really firmly cemented that for me. Gotcha. Right? Like I think it was yeah yeah. This seems like right, and then that was like a, that was mind blowing.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think and I truly have a back in my day moment because um, of what I'm showing now is. Pre NES, you know, uh, like my, my first console growing up was an Intellivision. And like, I played that well, like even into the early 90s, I would still play that even though I had an NES at that time. But like, Tron Deadly Discs is probably one of my favorite games. It you know, is my favorite game on the Intellivision. And then, you know, when I got an NES, I think I might have been in eighth grade, though so it was about 88, so it was already you know, midway through its life cycle. And, uh, you know, Mario brothers duck hunt was the pack in. And, you know, I played that. I rented Zelda, got through for a weekend once, got into level four. And I'm like, I need to buy this game. And eventually Mm -hmm. did and played through it. And I, I, yeah, so I played it so much, I, I had all the dungeons mapped out, including every secret bomb wall, every pass through wall in Quest Two. Some of them were one way, and I, I wish I said they'll have those maps, but uh, I don't know what happened to them. But
0: <laughs> mm. uh, David in the chat says Super Smash Brothers sixty four, and then Antonio mentions obviously Super Mario three or Mario.
3: Y'all, 3. let me let me just say this, and that's not a knock on anybody. Please don't take it that way. But I just a, as like somebody who started it with the NES Super Mario Brothers, I cannot fathom that the game that hooks people is from, is from the 64 era or, or before. Like, I just, oh, God, I'm so old.
0: <laughs> uh, Tim <laughs> says Link to the Past for him.
3: I just can't. I, like, I get it. Like, I know, like. I was some somebody was talking. Tim was Tim's just you know, a late boomer because
1: he's almost my age. So
3: maybe it was one of my maybe it was one of my students or something. But they were talking about playing some retro video games, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll get the PS2 and the Xbox 360." And I was like, "Those are not retro." Shut <laughs> your
0: mind. shut your mind.
3: It's kind of like when I turn on the classic rock station now and they're playing "Smells Like Teen Spirit."
0: Yes. Yeah.
3: Like, yeah. Yeah. It makes you. They, they, uh, I, it
1: I don't was. Someone on Twitter said that the original Meat Boy is retro now because it's 10 years old. Like, no, it's not. Stop that. Uh,
0: Jeff, Jeffy Grub Grub.
1: Yeah, it was Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I, will, uh, I will accept
3: most of Jeff Grub's uh, tweets and information, but that is false. It's not retro because it's 10 years old. No, <laughs> I refuse. I just I just simply, if you want to take that information, do what you will with it, fine. I refuse it.
1: Yeah, is yeah. almost 20, and then 20 years is usually when people start calling things retro. In terms of gaming, at least.
3: Yeah. Uh, last question here from Tyler Comp. he says, will Rare Replay ever come to Switch? I own it on Xbox, but a Switch port to play on the go would be perfect for the game. Plus, it would give more attention to some of Rare's greatest games. Most, if not all, of the games should run great as well. That's going to be a big, fat
1: nope. Yeah, that would happen. be difficult just because, I mean, you know, if you you put in the disc in the Xbox and not all the games are on the disc, you have to download a number of them like banjo, pretty much any game that's had a 360 port is downloaded and it's not on the disc. Uh so I think that
0: I think that becomes licensing nightmare. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't think so.
1: Even the games yeah. that are, you know, rare would hold all the rights to it's do the Microsoft actually want to do that.
3: Now what I do think is more possible is that we might eventually see Banjo-Kazooie in some form on the Switch. Yeah. And I'm talking about the original games. Yeah.
1: Because, yeah, I can see yeah, I can, one, know, onesie twosies maybe, but I don't, don't think we'll see all 30. The, collect, the collection, I think, would be a nightmare. Yeah.
3: Yeah, It's kind of like the um, Saturday Disney, morning collection. Like, Disney it makes afternoon? So much sense. Disney afternoon collection makes so much sense for Switch, but it's not coming. It's, it's it doesn't just not. make any
0: sense. It, I, it blows yeah. my mind every single time.
3: Yeah. Speaking of blowed minds, that was episode 302 of Nintendo Dads. Again, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Dads, and head over to support our Extra Life campaign. Just go to extra-life.org and search for Nintendo Dads and donate to one of our team members. We would love to have you on board with us. You can go over to our brand new merch store at tpublic.com uh, and he- you can find a link to that at nintendodads.org for all things Nintendo Dads. It's right there. And as I say that, I forgot, I skipped thanking our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, and Antonio Contronio. Thank you guys so much for your support of the show. We love you guys. We love all of our patrons. Only Justin has favorites.
0: Correct. Yep. Antonio Justin is doesn't.
3: it. Yep. Antonio is it. Tony does. Uh, I mean, uh, Tim doesn't. Well, none of, none of the rest of us have any favorites. Just Justin. Yep. Uh, you can also find us on social media. At most places you are just type in Nintendo dads and boom, we'll show up. You can email us at Nintendo dads at gmail.com. Or call in and leave a newfangled old fangled voicemail at Nine two nine two five in dads. That's 3237 Big mix to OC remix for the music used throughout the show. And remind you guys, we want to remind you guys, download us on your favorite podcast app of choice and give us a five star review and some words. Write something nice. Talk about some how words. Justin. Talk about how Justin's hair looks nice.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. I also talk shaved. About, today. Talk about how
3: Jesse's shirt looks nice or his beard. Talk about how much you love me. I don't know. Anyway, just. Well, you know, let
0: not lie us. now. That just seems outrageous.
3: It, it helps people find us. That's the only reason I want people to do it. Five stars and written review. It helps people find us. Guys, thank you for hanging out for episode 302. We hope you've enjoyed it. We'll see you next week.
0: Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.
0: For listening into Nintendo ads. I don't know what animal this is or what Pokemon this is.